and welcome to the Business and Pleasure podcast, the show that discusses what it's really like to be a digital nomad. We talk about the ups and the downs, the lessons learned, and the big discussion about whether you can really have it all. Today, we're chatting with Leon Chung. Leon is relatively new to the digital nomad life, but he's absolutely smashing it. He's a corporate operations coordinator and works for Modulux Group. I met Leon in Brazil and we really hit it off. And we've stayed in touch ever since. Welcome to the show, Leon. Hi, thanks for having me, Liz. I'm really happy to be doing this. I'm excited to share my story and yeah, get into the juicy gossip. Definitely. Yes, we've got a lot to get into. So let's start from the very beginning. Okay. How did your digital nomad lifestyle begin and how long have you been a digital nomad for? Yeah, I think it started off me graduating last year. And I graduated July, 2022. And I think at that point I was a bit like, what do I want? Do I want to go into the office? Do I want hybrid? Do I want to stay in the UK? I actually nearly moved down to London for a graduate scheme, but I just knew it wasn't for me. Like I love London to like visit, but not to work and live. As you can imagine, the cost of living, many factors. And then I really wanted the remote work. So I kept searching and it was a bit difficult. You know what the market was like, people were getting laid off by big tech companies. Yeah. It was very challenging. A lot of graduate schemes was really competitive. So I took a while to reflect and I was grateful that my mom and dad, I moved back to my mom and dad's house, just reflect. And then, yeah, I wasn't going anywhere. Booked a one-way ticket on the 28th of December. Telling my family, like, I'm just going to figure out once you have here, my boyfriend who's Mexican. And then, yeah, I was still like job searching. I was happier being with Javier and I managed to land a job in Mexico back in January. So yeah, like I was, I had two positions. So I had one for Forbes, which was crazy. That was an internship remote. And then I got a position with model up to as an operations coordinator but I decided to pick them because the interview went well I got along with the two managers and don't regret it at all so started off at January 2023 and if anyone wanted to like go in this I highly recommend do your research research is so important but I managed to land my job in LinkedIn so started off there that's amazing you said that you started off and you sort of just took that leap of faith you didn't have anything lined up you were just going for yeah. it. you had that one way ticket booked why do you think you sort of approached it like that that you sort of just threw yourself into it I've spoken to lots of digital nomads and sort of the way they begin they're very almost like slow and steady with it they're making sure it's all planned out whereas me I was the complete opposite I again sort of threw myself into it and hoped for the best why did you think that throw yourself into it and sort of hoping it would work out worked best for you you just have to have a leap of faith like life is short yeah. i think uk you know it was winter it was miserable i was like going through like low moods high moods you can imagine into being like a bit lost after university and i just wanted to change like i think change was yeah. so necessary and yeah i just booked a one-way ticket like i highly recommend everyone to have a bit of savings so savings and support. Yeah. So I had a bit of savings. I was like, okay, I can do this. I'll just figure it out. 
and that's what I did. And you just have to manifest it. Like, you know what I'm like, I'm quite, you just have to manifest, plan your goals for 2023. I sat down in a coffee shop, took multiple hours, have like a vision board, have some goals that you want to achieve within that year. And it'll like all happen. And for me, it did. Yeah, it did. And was being a digital nomad something that you envisioned for yourself? Was the aim always to find something where you could work and travel? Yes, I found the pandemic really changed my perspective. Mm. When we had to go in person to remove remotely, it wasn't for everyone. For me, I loved it. Like the flexibility, I'm quite disciplined. So in that way, like it was quite easy for me. And then one of my best friends, she's a digital nomad. She had her own company. Now she's working for like a startup company and she would work in traveling around Europe. So I was really intrigued by her lifestyle and I'm like, I want that. And obviously it's not quite, it's not normalized, and but it's getting there. Like, you get me? It's getting yeah. there for sure. Like, I think everyone's at least hybrids, but yeah, I've always envisioned it. And now I'm in the digital nomad lifestyle. I love it. I don't see myself going back into office or yeah. ever doing it. <laughs> ever doing it. Yeah. You don't yeah. need an office. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's amazing though, that like, it's your first experience working after uni and you've fallen into being a digital nomad that's amazing it's also like you said with covid happening it changed a lot of people's perspectives after being locked in for so long and then having the opportunity to get out there again i think that's a good thing that um you like you just went for it and when you're starting your digital nomads when you're slightly younger you you can sort of just go for it and take that leap of faith because you don't really have that many responsibilities or things tying you down at that point. So you can really sort of just see what happens, which I think is really exciting. And it's just such a great side of being a digital nomad. It can be risky, but it can be like the best thing ever as well. I think that's brilliant. And how did you navigate that change in lifestyle to... You was you were in uni. You had just wrapped up uni, and obviously uni is very structured. And sometimes when you go down that digital nomad route, you routine can go out the window. Was it a big change in lifestyle for you, or did you feel like you sort of picked up the lifestyle quite quickly, and it wasn't that big of a change? For me, like routine is key. Like I'm like I love like routine. People think a yeah. lot of my friends and family think I'm a bit like crazy because like i time block everything so it wasn't yes yeah time blocking them like loved like so i always time block i did it through high school university went from like a diary like writing pen and paper and now moving on to more digital but the routine like obviously there's been times like your routine you lose your routine during travels and that's normal you're meeting people you're eating a bit not unhealthy, but but more like not the type of foods you're used to eating. But I think you get back onto it. Like it's not forever into it. And if you do lose your routine, just get back on the game. But yeah, the routine was fine for me. Like I really immersed myself and just did it. And like treated the place like being a local. So like where my rule is, I was doing like slow traveling. So my rule was like two weeks each place. So two weeks was a good amount. 
Because if I couldn't do everything in the first week, I had the second week to do it. And just going, I still maintain like going to the gym, cooking, meeting people, doing my routines, like the stuff I want. So you kind of have to be selfish yeah. in a way, like this, do the stuff that makes you happy. And yeah, it worked out fine. Well, I think as well, that's so true. Like in Brazil, you were still finding the gyms, you were cooking and you were so good at sticking to that. And it also helps have a sense of like normalcy as well. Like you're, you've got your routine, you know what works and what doesn't work. And I think sometimes I'm really good with a routine and then sometimes it's like out the window and yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, do this, do this. And it's, I think, yeah, it's really important to have a routine, but also it's important to not beat yourself up too much if, you know, you have a week and it does go out the window a little bit because you've moved to this new place and you're figuring it out. But yeah, I think that's a really important thing and something that you seem to do really well. But it sounds like you learn early on. So like you said, school through three to uni, what worked for you? So time blocking works a dream for you. That's great that you've realized that early on. So when other factors are changing, you've sort of got that constant. Yeah. No, like the time blocks are lifesaver. Obviously, it really is. Time change obviously can be a big factor. I think from coming Mexico from Mexico to Brazil, I think I needed like the first week to like digest to the time zone because the flight from um, Mexico to Brazil is ten hours. Ten hours. I know you. You like what? You wouldn't think that. You think it's round the block, but no, it's that's like back to UK. Oh my gosh! So it takes yeah, ten hours. So. Yeah, like I flew from Mexico to Panama, Panama to Brazil. So my time clock, my body was getting ad adjusted to the first week. So Rio, the first time when I went to Rio was like, I only had a week there. That's why at the end I went back because I loved it so much. And I feel like I didn't have enough because the first week I just was working, resting, figuring out like my routine, figuring out like yeah. the gym. So I think you just have to listen to your body, I recommend. And as you said, like, if it goes out the window, it's not end of the world. Like, we still get sick. And to, if you get sick in a week, that'll change up your routine a lot. And to, yeah. Um, so, yeah, take a pinch of salt and just keep going. Yeah. yeah, just keep going. Like, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to keep in mind when you're yeah, traveling and working. And with traveling and working, so you, you work for a company. Do the other people you work with... Do they work remotely or are they more office-based? Yeah, so my company, only 20% of us are fully remote. Um, everyone yeah. else are like hybrids. So I think that hybrid implementation is a big factor. Um, but only 20% and I work for corporate. When I got the job, I didn't realize I'd be working with the CEO, the chief of marketing officer, the CFO. So it's been amazing being a, like, a great learning curve. I've been the youngest in the team, but everyone else is, for me, it's for the work and travel, but for others, we have a girl called Chantelle and she's a new mum, so it's good for her, like the remote work and the flexible hours. So obviously she's yeah. got like a, new, like a newborn or like an infant, so like she can work, take a break, work, take a break and at the evening. For others, it's a lot of dog owners. So that's why they want to stay at home because obviously look after their dog. But it's a bit for everyone. Like for me, it's a work and travel, but remote work can be for so many people and different lifestyle. If it's you've got a kid, 
pets, if you've got dogs, if you want to travel, if you just don't want to commute into it, if you don't want yeah. to commute, I think that's a big factor. But yeah, I'm the only traveler in my company. Amazing. And uh, did you come across any challenges when you started? Well, I mean, I guess even when you started the job, you were already traveling. In that the beginning, did you come across any challenges with working and traveling and being part of a wider team? I think the challenges was obviously at the start, I was being really hard on myself because I was still learning. I think that's only maybe just a learning curve, but the time zone maybe, because we work, we're such an international company. I had one manager based in Germany, Berlin. So the time zone's a bit tricky on his side because it was like a seven or eight hours difference. So I would have meetings very early, but I've got to learn like I am a morning person. Like it changes, like sometimes I'm a late, like when you first met me, I was kind of like a late hour, but now I prefer the morning. Like I've been waking up really yeah. early, like six or seven, starting at work at eight. And then you finish early into it. You finish, you can finish yeah. at like 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Um, but I think that's the biggest challenge. Maybe the time zone can be a bit tricky. Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, yeah. So well, <laughs> That old chest uh, stuff. Legit, I was in Medellin and... Selena there and there was a day that they had a Wi-Fi problem and it was so funny to see everyone was like crying, complaining and everyone was having a crisis about the Wi-Fi and you can imagine such a busy environment where people were relying on Wi-Fi to work. It was just really funny to see and <laughs> I was like what is society now that we need Wi-Fi but I know, it's mad. It's crazy. It's mad. I had the same issue in Medellin. There was a, like a full day at the Selena where it was just off. And I was like, hmm. But you get frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you get really angry. And then you're like, because then I had needed to speak to myself. I was like, chill out. Like, this is a silver lining. Like, luckily, it was a day where I wasn't working to a deadline or nothing was super urgent. So I was like, I'm going to chill out for a bit. And then I'm going to find another co-working space and then just relax. But like, I've had things like that happen in the past. And when I first started, it would really stress me out. I'd be like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. But now I'm like, it's fine. I'll just have a few hours of chill. And it's like, which is really nice. I know. Or change the setup it, and go to a coffee shop. Yeah. 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 And it's so nice, but it is, yeah, it is funny when something like that happens and everybody is just like, mm, everyone's miserable everyone's <laughs> yeah. mad and we're like it's just wi-fi you get me like it's chill yeah but i know it makes you realize how much you you depend on internet and then you're like oh god crazy with the technology oh you need a laptop with good wi-fi and that's can work in that way it's crazy to say that it is crazy and what would you say your best travel experience is so far my best travel experience I would say Brazil. I got that. I loved Brazil because my first travel was Colombia. But I think I was still new to the digital nomad lifestyle that I limit yeah. myself sometimes. Be like, oh, I can, I'm working. Or like, because one of my benefits with my company is flexible working hours. So we can work our own schedule. Also, if we have meetings, we have meetings. And if we have a deadline, we have to work. So we just have to provide good results. Um, and be communicative but Brazil was amazing I was only meant to be there for two months fell in love with it like the people the country the culture the foods uh, just the environment it was just amazing and I think Rio was my favorite place 
Rio, I just fell in love. Obviously, there's a bit of misconception. And I do understand, like, obviously, stuff happens on a daily basis. I've heard stories, like people getting their phone stolen, um, whatever. You just have to be self-awareness. Um, but that can happen in London. And to London, there's people, like, there's people phone snatching in London broad daylight so it can happen anywhere like anywhere can happen yeah but real I love the beaches I stayed in Mm -hmm. a Selena there Copacabana and that was probably my favorite and then the staff were friendly I met a lot of cool people um yeah I just felt and the weather was nice the weather plays a big factor and I've noticed like on my travels being in a hot country where the sun's always out, I'm more happier than UK. But it's like UK, I'm like, why was I so miserable? But like, it's just the weather plays a big factor. It really is. It really does. You sort of don't realize until you're away from grey for a while. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm liking this sun. I'm liking this town I have. Yeah. Makes a big difference. I'm definitely like, the weather is my mood. Oh, if for it's sure. rainy, I'm like, if it's sunny i'm like whoa it's yeah. it's crazy it's crazy how much it can have a big factor but yeah rio was probably my favorite place like i would highly recommend it i could see myself living there so what i do is i one day would love to live like a big city but like near like the beach elsewhere so that's oh, yeah. why i loved rio i loved cartagena cartagena was kind of yeah. like that um but yeah i've noticed that yeah yeah, that's amazing. And it's good to know as well because it's so useful knowing what works and what doesn't work for you. So you can change your travel to fit you and what, what's best, which is great. So obviously we met in a Selena co-working space and we're a yeah. big fan of the Selena co-working space. But how do you approach like the actual sit-down day-to-day work? I find like co-working is so important. So I pick selectively where I stay and Selena's been amazing. I was part of this Selena yeah. Cola program and I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. It's such amazing. Like, I think I was paying like $13 or $14 a night and that's including like your room. Obviously we're like staying in dorms because if you want the cost to be there, um, so they give you free access to the co-work 10% off. So I would say like co-work is really important for me to have like a meeting good wi-fi and just that environment to get me seeing everyone i was kind of like when you were going to the library at school at university seeing everyone working with yeah. the deadlines you need that atmosphere to, to stress you and challenge you and work having that like yeah um because if you work from like home sometimes you can be a bit sluggish and um but i would do work in coffee shops um as well um just depending if we've got meetings or not because obviously sometimes the Starbucks can be quite noisy. But yeah. I usually like work in a co-work, have a lunch break, and then maybe the late afternoon, evening, go to a coffee shop because I would just have work to do. And it's quite nice to yeah. just set up. Yeah, I agree with that. It Like for me, it's so important to change the environment every now and then, which like the Selena co-working was brilliant, but sometimes I find myself getting a bit too comfortable. I was like, oh, I need to like change my environment or go to a cafe just to give myself like another kick that I needed. And especially like when we were in the Kalina in Florinopolis and we had like our little group as well. So we were chatting away. I absolutely loved that. But then my issue is that I just want to chat. I know. 
we just and can I, talk no, for days. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's, you just have to be disciplined, be disciplined. Yeah. Yes. And just figure out like what's good for you. But yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. What would you say your worst travel experience is so far? That's the thing. Like, I've not had a bad travel experience. Oh, well, yeah, I've got like two. So obviously when I was in Brazil, I did the South. So I went to Rio, Sao Paulo, and then Fornacolis. Loved it. Did that first because I was doing the Selena Cola. And then I went up to the Northeast of Brazil. It's far, it's far. So I did like Pipa Beach at Natal. And then I did San Luis and went to Lanzois. And then the big hike was the Amazon. And I was like, oh my God, the Amazon. Like it was really far. And I was hyping myself up. And obviously you saw my social media, I was promoting it a lot. But it was quite disappointing for me, which is such a surprise to say, because the thing is it was really far. It was expensive as you can imagine. And I was kind of disappointed. Like it wasn't my favorite place to go. I'm glad I can say that I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to say that I've been to the Amazon in Brazil. Yeah. But it wasn't my favorite. So that was coming there let down. But like maybe it was a tour guide I had, but I can't blame the tour guide because he had to make everyone happy into it with like your tours. And I had no bad support to say because he was amazing. I got along with him, but maybe like, the scheduling, the routine, the experience wasn't that good for what I paid. Yeah. So I think that was the disappointing, the Amazon. And then maybe just when you get sick. So like, I think when I was in Guatemala, my last location was, so I did, um, my last location was the lake, Atalan, and I kind of got like, not food poison, but like, I was drinking the filter water. But a lot of places say don't drink the filter water. But I did. And I got a really bad stomach ache. And like it caused oh, a lot of issues. So I would say maybe that. But I was kind of ready to go home. Because I was like traveling for four months. And when I say home. Home's Mexico. But home home is Scotland. So a lot of people were getting confused. A lot of people were getting too excited. Like oh my god you're coming home. But I'm like no home's Mexico. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but. Yeah, my biggest one was probably the Amazon. It was a, like a letdown, yeah. like just a letdown. Not the great experience I wanted, but I was surprised to say that. Yeah, do, do you think you went in with quite high expectations and maybe looked into what other people had said about it? Because I think it's hard with those big things that you, you do build up in your mind and you go off what other people say. It's hard to then go into that experience without having any expectations and it was almost when when you do go to these big places you have to go in with no expectations because it's it's hard to then really take it for what it is instead of thinking oh well so and so said things or I thought it was going to be like this it's so hard not to compare and the way people's other experience yeah like I think I did a lot of research on like which company to go with and I found this one on TikTok recommendation. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I had like a lot of high expectations and maybe like from the movies, the way of like always have that Amazon, like being such a, um, adventure, danger, 
I even told my tour guide, like, put me in danger. I want some excitement. <laughs> I was like, come I on. Yeah, I want, I was like, let's go. Let's get lost. Let's try and survive getting back. And he's like, no, babe. That's, he's like, that's not happening. Happen, but yeah, I think I still need to, like, finish my stories from that and get my honest opinion on my social media. Just not had the time and day. But yeah, I think it was just the expectations were high for me. Yeah. And then I was just let down. Like, it wasn't all cons. Like there was like, um, seemed like we saw like a sloth. We saw like a lot of like um, wildlife, like monkeys, but not as as I hoped. Um, but yeah, my expectations were yeah. was a bit higher than I thought. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a. Again, like something you, you learn as you go as well, because you'll have those experiences. You'll be like, oh, well, I didn't think it was going to be like that. And it sort of, it just, yeah, it makes you rethink when you, as you go, like, oh, actually, yeah, I want to go to this place. I'll just sort of see what happens. Or maybe I'll go off the beaten path slightly and not go to, you know, this place that lots of people be talking about just so I can sort of form my own opinion before it's so hard though because it's like you want to go to these places as well like of course but it's uh, yeah it's an interesting one isn't it because that's definitely happened to me a few times I go to a place and be like oh what yeah. and then I feel bad for being like oh because I'm so happy I'm there and obviously it's amazing but I'm just like oh okay <laughs> yeah like you're grateful but like you're like okay like I've got like I'm here but like just you're a bit disappointed which is hard but you try and keep a positive attitude. That's, yeah. I never, I was never Always. like a negative. I wasn't like nagging or anything. It was just like, oh, like taking it in, like reflecting. I was like, it was very chilled. But I think another big factor, like if anyone is planning to go to the Amazon, the transportation's a bit longer because two of the bridges collapsed last mm. year when you're getting there, but they never told you that. So the journey was like... I six to eight hours yeah yeah one of those yeah were you working when you went to the amazon or did you have time off no i took that was my first vacation yeah. i took like four days off four or five days off yeah because they did have wi-fi was just which is kind of misleading it wasn't good wi-fi but i couldn't work i was in the amazon yeah. i wouldn't yeah. want to work nothing <laughs> and that would be crazy but no i would I mean, you'd have a great background on your Zoom calls. Just like, hi guys, I'm just in the yeah. <laughs> this old thing. Would you just like, like, yeah. So off the recording, we were talking about slow versus fast nomading. And when we first met, we were both very much on the slow madding kind of approach. We would spend a few weeks here. We'd spend a few weeks there, really integrate ourselves into the environment. Originally, what caught your attention about slow madding? Why did that work for you? I just wanted like the more the experience being the local Trina, like, because it's a lifestyle into it. So you want to, there's yeah. people that live a month in each city. But I think two weeks was a good rule for me because I felt like if you can't do it in the first week, you have the second week. Um, so that's why my rule was two weeks each day. So I started off doing that in Colombia and the south of Brazil. And then when I went to the Northeast, I did one week each. So like bang, bang, bang. And I kind of liked it. I was like, okay, one week is quite, like, quite nice. You kind of like push yourself. Obviously, you have to be quite 
discipline work if you're working and traveling a lot because obviously it can be quite hard and i'm not gonna lie it can be quite exhausting you can't burden yourself yeah. out by doing that so you just have to watch yourself and um, so i was kind of mixing but for me now after going to guatemala after brazil i met a new friend called Romy, and she was doing six weeks in um guatemala and she was doing fast traveling and I understood her. I was like, oh, I prefer that, like, kind of like this fast traveling. And I'm grateful now I'm a bit different to a nomad. My boyfriend's from Mexico. He's Mexican. So he's my home base here. So now I treat him as like my slow travel. So I'll come and go. And I don't want to be too far from him. So like, I think four months was not anticipated and a bit too long. Um, yeah. Like we are both missing each other, but. I think that plays a factor in my relationship because um, okay. I'm doing a bit long distance. But then just like trying to see everything, like I'm not like a proper like traveler, but it's going to be like two or three days each, each moving. I think my rule would yeah, be like yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah, a week. And I think that's good with your work, your traveling and with my flexible hours. So if your company, if your job offers flexible hours, you can play around with but if it's not, it might be a bit challenging if you have to work from like eight to five or nine to five in a set yeah. hour. But yeah, I really like our perspective was really similar with the slow travel. Mm-hmm. Like, but I can still do it. Like, it's not off the picture. I can still go back to it. But I think for my next turnout, because I'm obviously I'm in Mexico up until Christmas, going back to the UK for a bit just to see family and friends, sort some stuff out. And then my plan is to do costa rica next year and as you yeah. said like i know it's expensive and i was planning to do a month but it was really nice to hear your like perspective your advice in two weeks so then maybe i'll do the fast traveling then and we'll see different places and then i kind of want to guatemala again but fast traveling but like i didn't mm-hmm. see all of it so i still want to go to yeah. Flores, el parador belize and then something exciting I realized with myself, I won't be a nomad in the US for a bit. So, yes. So, like California, because it would be a dream to move there one day. So, I kind of want to see, like, maybe go for like a month in the US, go see like um, LA, San Fran, San Diego. I met a lot of good friends during my travel who live in New York. So, I could go there for like amazing. Days. And then. Yeah, just see if, like, U.S. is for me. Because I met another friend in Guatemala. And his name is Jesse. And he's Mexican, but was born and raised in the U.S. And he was just hyping me up. He's, like, such good vibes. I know it's quite... I think all countries have their pros and cons with political or, yeah, like, yeah. society. And obviously, the U.S. has a big opinion by other people. But, yeah, I just... I think I won the American dream, you know, but <laughs> I won the American dream. <laughs> so cliche, but yeah. But I mean, that's, I think that's a great thing about being a digital nomad is that you can just like pop over to a new country and try it on for size and see like, yeah. okay, actually, yeah, I really like this. I want to spend more time here. Oh, actually, no, I'm not really a fan. I'll just hop on to the next country. Like that's like, why it's so amazing is that you can do that and you can still work while you're doing it and you can still figure it out and it's just yeah it's an amazing thing that you can be like oh maybe next year i'll go here or maybe i'll go here it's just like 
it's just the best thing. It's yeah, we're very lucky that we're able to able to do it and pick a place and go. Yeah, like I'm so I'm grateful and like lucky this is my life. And I think a lot of my family and friends see it and they're just like I've been asked, like, what do you do for work? How are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my family are very supportive. My mom and dad have a different perspective, being both like Asian parents living. My dad's from Hong Kong and mom's Malaysia, uh, Malaysian. So they've been brought up to be like, work, 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 save, 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 and then enjoy life. Whereas we're doing it at the same time or like vice yeah. versa. But yeah, I think just generations different. And yeah I love it and do you find that you do have to sort of have that conversation a lot with people it's like oh I'm a digital nomad and they're like what like and with your parents as well do you find that it's it's never been as big as as it is but it's still quite a niche thing do you find that you do have to explain it to a lot of people I think on my travels it's been everyone knows the term after traveling like travelers um and so interestingly I've been one of the youngest nomads as your nomad travel yeah. so i was like oh, wow like not everyone's saying everyone's much older just everyone's like a couple of years older but yeah it was really surprising and i would love to showcase this lifestyle to others and being like this is another path like i know everyone's 100%. from university we've been taught to like get an office job get a corporate job or stay at home or like don't take risk or like challenges and that's why like UK is amazing. I think we have like really good politics in a way with like the NHS, public service, education, like benefits. Like, but like, I just wanted that excitement, the, the change. But yeah, back home, I had to teach a lot of people what it meant, like the work and travel. Because when I told my mom and dad, and they're like, it's just a holiday, like you're just going on a holiday. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's a lifestyle. Like, I'll be working, traveling with dads. Like, holiday <laughs> and that's, that's, that's yeah. the thing it is it is a lifestyle and it is like yeah it's a way of life that yeah. I think you, you're not really gonna fully understand until you you dip your toe and you figure out actually how it works and you know it's not always rainbows and sunshines it's a lot of challenges and bad days as well it's yeah still amazing it's one of the best things ever as well so like if we stayed in the UK We'll probably be paying twice the amount of what we're paying now on rent, bills and that. Like for like a dollar per month, we could probably pay like three or four hundred pounds. Whereas like yeah. London, let's not get into that, but like you can imagine. Yeah. And so so yeah. like you have to think it that way. And also I got met like I'm still figuring out the budget situation with finance and like how to be a better like with my spending, but I find I'm still figuring out in that sense, but like the price comparison, like the cost of living and like we were living in Mexico or Colombia and the cost of living in Colombia yeah. was, Colombia was probably the cheapest place I've been in Latin America, but yeah, you can price compare and like you can have that argument with others saying like, well, I'm paying this, whereas you're paying this in the UK, whereas I'm like traveling, meeting people, it brings yeah. something new, so yeah that's the thing yeah definitely I mean for me I used to live in London and the rent was ridiculous and I don't I and I lived with someone then and it was it was still ridiculous so so like now I've been 
essentially I've been priced out of London. I can't afford to live there by myself now. And it's like, and I may, I may, I don't know if I want to do it anymore because I feel like I've done it, but like, it's amazing that really I can live anywhere and it's, well, depends where you go, but it's cheaper and it's, it's down to me now and I have more choice. And it really is that the experience as well. Yeah. Like you may not be making as much money or if you work directly in London or whatever, but it's for me, it's the experience is like the priority app for me at the moment. And like you said, everything else you sort of just figure out as you go. So like I, you just mentioned, you don't really have a sort of a set budget at the moment. Yeah. When I first started, I had an idea of what I wanted to spend each week. But again, that changed depending on country. It depended on how many clients I had, depended on what I was aiming to save that month. Like so many other factors come into it. I think as long as you're sort of aware and you're happy with how it's going, you're not doing anything yeah. crazy. I think it's, it's fine as well but yeah that's an interesting thing to talk about as well because I think a lot of people when they are digital nomads had that question it's like oh how do, how do you budget for it and I think it it's dependent on the person of their goals and their aims of what they want to achieve from that yeah for sure like their earnings or goals what they want to save and I think the misconception back home people think you're just spending money like non-stop but then you're like I'll be spending that back in like Glasgow Scotland or like London and you're like it's just to say it's just where you are into in the world. So yeah. I think yeah. that's a big factor. But yeah, I would love, I want that like digital nomad lifestyle to be more normalized and showcase everyone like there's this option as a career or like lifestyle. So yeah, go for it. And everyone wants to travel now. See, after the pandemic, yeah. everyone's got the travel bug and everyone's just been yeah. saving. And then spend it. They yeah. go back saving. So I'm like, why not just do both? And you can't do both at the same time. It does feel, again, depends on the person and their situation, of course, but it does feel a lot more accessible. And I think that's, it's great as well that you mentioned that lots of people said to you that you're like the youngest digital nomad they've met so yeah. far. Because when I met you and I met Neve, I was like, what? You're so yeah. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, only a few years younger than me. Let's not get Yeah, crazy. just a couple of, a couple of years. Don't worry. Strictly just... twins. But yeah, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Because I think when I came out of uni, I would have thought that was an option for me. I thought, oh, well, I'll have to go to the city and I'll have to work in this agency. Even though it was almost always my dream to yeah. travel and work. That's all I've ever wanted to do. It didn't feel accessible. So it was really cool meeting you and Eve. And especially you, you just said, oh, yeah, like left uni. I was like, essentially, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to figure it out. And it's worked out so well. And I think it's an important thing, even if you do take the approach of slow and steady, you work full time for a company and then you change it to part time and you're working on something on the side and then you gradually go into it versus take like throwing yourself, taking that leap of faith and it being a bit more risky. I think both of them... It's having faith in yourself yeah. and like having the confidence in yourself to do it. Because either way, it doesn't matter what way you do it. It is a change in lifestyle. And that's a big thing from, you know, going doing your nine to five every day for the last 15 years to really switching it up. It's like, it's a big thing. Yeah. So I think it's whatever way you approach being a digital nomad, it could be 
yeah, like you, you've just started your own agency and you being a digital nomad is going to the next town over in the UK, like whatever it is. I think everybody sort of deserves a pat on the back for it because it is, it is still a change. It's a big change that you have to adapt to as well. Yeah. Just like don't give up and like have yeah. yourself like really like when that time when that time from from August up until December, I'm not going to be cocky, but I had a lot of opportunities. Like I'm I was born and raised from Glasgow, so we have a lot of like offices, headquarters in Glasgow. I got offered like a real like a lot of good jobs, but like I just turned them down. My mm-hmm. family, like, what you want? What are you doing? Like, do you not want to just try it? And like. I was like, no, because I won't be happy. Like, I know myself. Like, I don't want to commute myself, work in the office and be miserable and be in a place that I won't be happy. So, like, you have to just know what you want and work hard for it. Yeah. I researched nonstop for, like, the remote jobs. And it was really competitive, getting people's advice, working on your uh, resume or CV. That's so important as someone who's doing, like, hiring onboarding and recruitment in a way making sure your like resume and cvs on point like if you want something work hard for it and like even create some goal as i said a vision board i have a vision board you've seen on my laptop my phone and it's all came true this year and this is just the space of the year yeah only two places i did manage to go was argentina and peru but it's just because when you go to the south it was the winter time remember it was yeah. a winter time and I didn't want to go further down and I was like I don't need mm-hmm. to do it all in one year like if I don't no. a- accomplish it it's fine like that's okay but that's the only two in my vision board that I've not really visited um and then with the social media I'm working on that right now I think that's the goal right now so um like TikTok Instagram I think with my stories it was really good I think I'm on point with my Instagram stories it's just more the videographer that I've not really had the time to sit there and work on. That's soon to be coming. It's exciting. Yeah. I think that it just proves so, like, in anything. Like, it does, it's not just for being a digital nomad, but as long as you you have a clear vision, you have an idea of where you want to go with it, you have your goals. And not you don't even have to have the clearest of goals. It's just an idea, essentially. And you put in the hard work, nine times out of 10, it will work out or it will go down a different route you weren't expecting yeah. and it will be better than you thought. But it is just putting putting the time in as well. Like when I first started, I was I sort of just went for it, didn't really think it through. And then, yeah, I look back at where I started, where I am now. And like, I didn't put too much pressure on anything, the business or anything. I was just like, I'm just going to enjoy it and see what happens. And again, like almost not having that many expectations just helped me out because everything is a bonus then. It's all a learning, even if it's like shitty, it's a learning. Like it's sort of how you look at it. And I think that's really like a great thing that you have that vision board and you're just working to, to it. And then these things do just happen. And then that day you're like, oh shit, like, I've practically done all of this. It's really nice to look back at that and see how far you've come. Yeah, and like, don't limit yourself with opportunities. Like, with my title, it's so different to... So when I first got the job, it was a partner program coordinator, and now I'm a corporate operations coordinator, which makes so much sense 
my responsibilities has grown. I've got more like empowerment, more independence. And yeah, I love what I do. Like I love what I do. As someone who studied business in HR, now I'm doing about everything. So I do like data research. I do some social media posts, like creating content. I do the onboarding training. So the HR site being a support mechanism for people. And that's something I love, like valuing people and like making sure like they're welcomed and feel supported in the company, yeah. like the way everyone should. And my boss, I agree with her and I love what she says. She doesn't want anyone to feel like a number in the company. So I feel like that's such valuable. But if someone wants to go in this lifestyle, don't limit yourself. Just go for it, apply and yeah, just network. I think networking is really important, as you can imagine having that conversations um, if it's a startup company you want to work for, call for it, or as you say, having your own agency, your own company, figure out, like you'll figure out and you'll find your niche and what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's just the best, like, I love doing this podcast because I just talk to so many different types of people, like all working on different, different things, but it's, we all sort of, feel the same way to be a digital nomad it's great and there's lots of challenges as well it's not yeah it's not always 100 percent, but it's the yeah we just love it yeah we just love it like it's just it's just a way of life isn't it yeah yeah i want to push for and what would you say you love most about being a digital nomad the flexibility like flexibility i love like even my manager saying like i've in the morning, I want to go to the gym and work in the uh, like afternoon. They're happy with that as long as I provide results. But I find the flexibility, working your own schedule. Obviously, every day is like different. So like some stuff, like you may have to run errands, you want to go to gym. You may have yeah. like family things, but just working your own schedule. I think the flexibility and with my company, obviously, I can work anywhere in the world. And I think that was so important, like for me, like being able to not limit myself on like one place. Cause some UK companies offer you remote work, but within the UK, which yeah. is kind of hard. Cause obviously you can't leave into it. You can't leave in a way. So I didn't want anything to limit myself, but yeah, the flexibility, I would say it's a huge thing. Definitely. It's all about the freedom, isn't it? Just to be able to do what you want when you want it. It's such yeah. a big benefit. And um, do you have any advice for a budding digital nomad? Just don't give up. Like, don't give up. It's like a hard market right now. As you can imagine, remote work is so competitive now. Like, I am grateful to be where I am, but there's not that many remote jobs because obviously companies are still figuring out what's best for them. Hybrids, four-day work week, in-person, remote. So I think there's like that misconception of some corporates want everyone to come back in the office and stuff. But I would say don't give up. Like you'll have the yeah. ups and downs. I highly recommend people networking, like reach out to other people, get advice, how they've done it. But for me, it's just not giving up and just working hard for yeah. what you want. Yeah, I think that's such a good piece of information is if you really want it, you'll you'll find a way for it, yeah. for it to happen, essentially. Because you'll get so Definitely. many pies coming through you, like left yeah. right center people like you get that rejection email like it's normal like i've had loads everyone has loads you get them but like don't be it's not a you thing it's just what the company's looking for so don't be too hard on yeah. yourself if you get rejected by your company 
what's next for you? Like, where are you planning on going? Like, give us a bit more information. Yeah. Instagram. Of course. So right now, I've been in Mexico for like three weeks. Um, it was just settling down. My boyfriend's just moved into his new flat, so we're just doing IKEA holes. Yeah, you can imagine making Love a it. whole mute. And obviously I'm living here, so like I like to like contribute and make it like homey as much as possible. It's really important yeah. environment where you want to like live. So doing that. And then I'm figuring out I've created like a schedule of like my content creation. So you'll be seeing more videography on like Instagram, TikTok, something I've been okay. wanting to work on. It's just been hard because I was still figuring out during my travels how to like because you're like working you're traveling you're meeting people i can film the content but editing like i just didn't have enough time in the day for that yeah do i want to spend an hour editing a video or be like experienced result when i'm there for a limited time so i think right now i'm going to be doing more talking more in my videos i think that was a lot of advice from people but i think so social media is one thing and then i'm planning to go back to the uk in december because I wouldn't miss Christmas with my family. Like, that's such a big yeah. family thing. And I've been away for nearly a full year, which is fluid. Yeah, which is mad. Nearly a full year of just, yeah, like not in UK. So I'll be going there, see family and friends, sort of some admin stuff. So yeah. I think US and Costa Rica will be for next year thing. Um, yeah, amazing. And just continue this lifestyle. Like, I yeah. love it. And like, we can pick and choose, like our decision is not settled, we can always change. Yeah, I think just continue this lifestyle and figure out my niche, yeah. And, and just a quick one, when it comes to spending so much time in Mexico, how does it work? Do you have to get a specific visa? Do you have like three months that you can play with without having a visa? Yeah, so we're lucky with like, this is a UK passport, me just speaking, but we can be in Mexico up to six months. It's crazy. Yeah, it's not three oh months, God. six months. And I've been in Mexico a lot in and out and they've changed. Before you would have to send like an immigration form. Now they've scrapped that. All you have to show is your passport. They stamp it. You tell how long you're going to be here. And they just sign it. For me, I told immigration officer, like, I'm going to be here for four months. She was shocked. She was like, oh, this is long. But she gave me four months up until end of December. So, yeah, you just, ah. you can be up to six months in Mexico, which is amazing. It's not free. That's months. like zero for you. Yeah. So, like, That's when you amazing. come and go, when I leave, I don't know the statistics, but when I leave, it restarts. And I think yeah. you have to be away for like at least a month or something. But I'm always traveling for at least a month. Um, and then you come back and it just restarts. Oh, that's great. That's really good to know, actually. Because Mexico is definitely on my list. Um, yeah. And Mexico And I mean, huge. there's so much to do that. Oh, yeah, that's so much. It's huge. Like, I think someone reached out to me saying they're going to do three weeks. But where about Latin America? And I was like, you have to like, it's, it's huge. Like three weeks is nothing like you just want to focus on mexico central the south like you just yeah. have to be strategic because it's a lot of traveling but mexico's great and like the bus system's really good they have ado bus and it's quite clean quite nice so they've got a really good bus system um or they have like it's like at uber but it's called blah blah cars and some people like maybe like 
someone who's driving from Mexico City to Veracruz and who wants to make some money because they're going that route, he will offer like a service like, oh, you can pay me like 200 pesos for like to join me in the car, right? So there's a lot of oh, things to really offer. Cool. Yeah. Oh my God, I'll definitely be reaching out when Mexico's on my list then. I'll be like, give me all the re- recommendations yeah, you want. Of course. And even the route, like if you want to go to like the coastal, like Cancun, Playa, Tulum, or you want to be more central or like the north or the south, there's so much to offer. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. Well, amazing. We are now at the last question, the big question. Of course. Can you really have it all, Leon? Can you have a balance of business and pleasure? Business and pleasure? I would say, yeah. Like, if you have, like, you can do it all. Like, that's my biggest advice. You can do it all. You just have to work hard, be disciplined. It's really important if you want to trap this lifestyle, work and travel. We have a routine, be disciplined, when to work. Because if not, you're going to lose your job and if you're just going to have pleasure the full time. Mm. So yeah, I would say you can just have like a good routine, um, good scheduling, be disciplined with yourself, um, do a lot of research. And do a lot of research, what you want to do, don't just go there and be like, like I'm a bit lost. But yeah, no, I say you can, like don't, like don't give up. You can have all. Yeah. And would you say that you have that balance? Do you the currently balance. have a balance of business or pleasure? Yeah. No, I was like thinking to myself. I was like, <laughs> making me think. Yeah, I was like, do I? I would say, yeah, like, I think the first couple of weeks here was being like just spending time with my boyfriend, doing the relationship stuff, yeah. but then coming back to like reality, what I want to achieve. You have to be a bit selfish in that way into yeah. so, like your own goals. So I'm getting back on that. But yeah, I would say I would have a good balance, like work. Sometimes I think working right now, because we're going into end of um, Q3, going into Q, uh, Q4, has been, work's been a bit stressful, but good stress, good stress. I have a really good team, but yeah, you yeah. can have it all. You can have it all. If you work hard and you know what you want and have set goals, I highly recommend do like the start of next year, everyone like create your goals, create a vision board, use Canva, Pinterest, and have that vision. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You manifest it. Amazing. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Dion. I'll make sure to include all of your links um, in the show notes. Thank mm-hmm. you to everybody for listening and we'll see you again very soon.